Hi, I'm Johnny Reinhardt. And I'm Megan Francis. And you're listening to the Meet the Makers podcast. In this show, we talk to the masters who create beer, wine, and spirits in Southwest Michigan to hear what inspires their craft. It's all part of the Makers Trail. You can learn all about the makers that are part of the Makers Trail at makerstrail.org and plan your route with the map available right at their website, makerstrail.org. And now it's time to Meet the Makers. We are heading down the Maker's Trail to Stevensville to Watermark Brewing Company. That's where we're at right now. We've got uh, the owners. We've got Chris. we got Justin. we got Dave. What's going on, guys? Nothing to it. Just enjoying this beautiful spring weather. It oh is a beautiful gosh, day out. Absolutely uh, perfect. This is like uh, we're getting into the almost feeling like summer type feeling. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on here. And now, it's not even open yet, uh, but you guys have been, sound like you've been working here uh, most of the day. Um, just working hard, doing all kinds of stuff. Um, but how did this all get started for you guys? Because you guys have been around for not even a year yet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, everybody's been talking about you. I mean, yeah. I've been here a few times, cool. and I love love the vibe. Um, but how did it all start? Like, before you guys even got to this building, how did it, how did you three meet? Because I've, yeah. I've dubbed you guys the three amigos. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. So, uh, Justin and I were both living in Chicago. Uh, from a mutual friend, we are both... We met, we moved back to this area, and we homebrewed on a Sunday night. Two days later, we met Dave on a sailboat. He was wearing a bell shirt. He studied protein biochem, and I said, what do you do? He goes, oh, I work at Neogen Laboratories. Yeah. So uh, I said, you should come homebrew with us. Yeah. So we started brewing about three years ago, kind of just been doing that around the clock, Saw an opportunity with maybe doing a brewery. Yeah. The village of Stevensville was really cool. Sold us some property and uh, built a building, which that was a new experience for each of us. And yeah. Just kind of ran with it. So we've been very, a lot of luck, a lot of uh, good synergy, and a lot of long hours brewing, building, um, coming up with ideas, right. random beer names, you name it. So, well, yeah, you guys are just working on, uh, you know, different labels and things for, for some of your beers. Um, but you guys, uh, all that that timeline that you're telling me is is sounds pretty short because you guys are all pretty young. How old are you guys? I'm 27. Justin's 27. Dave, you're going to be 26 shortly. Oh, Johnny, we're slackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm pushing 30. Yeah, uh, you're pushing. Haven't started brewer. Don't let's not talk about, talk how, about what that. age I'm pushing. Um, yeah. Well, what I love about this story is it's like you know you've got the marketer, the scientist, and the uh, the hospitality person all coming together, yeah. and it's like you complete each other. We talk yeah. about that partnership a little bit. Yeah, it's it's good synergy for sure. Um, getting to know justin over the years you kind of he's that friend that's mr fix it Mm -hmm. so he's he'll buy a jeep on craigslist take it all apart sandblast it put it back together works like new and dave just such a cerebral mind that he can break things down on a molecular level right like no one else i've ever seen so he's really good at reverse engineering beers Mm -hmm. and i I would say i'm probably the most well-traveled as far as beer consumption so i used to work in a liquor store so you drink a lot is what you're saying but uh chris could sell sunglasses to a blind man so we have uh, there you go so um but yeah so i used to work in a liquor store in chicago called westlake view liquors i was thought i knew a lot about craft beer didn't know anything got to meet a lot of cool people and so we kind of travel see what you know other places are doing kind of put our own unique spin on it that's awesome um, one thing we like to kind of key on here is, is new flavors, recipes, styles, um, 
new beers coming to our what we call the board or yeah. what we release all the time. So um, we've got four mainstays, four different types of beers that we really, um, four, five, six styles that we really kind of hone in on. And then fill in with about 10, eight to 10 others that are kind of new on the board. So I don't know if you guys want to take a quick sample. Yeah, of what we sure. Got I would love to. So starting from the handle here over, that's our leisure ale. Mm-hmm. So probably our most popular, most easy drinking. Yeah. Easy drinking. Okay. It's a Miller killer. Um, just a, a nice rice, yeah. rice pale ale. And it's what you'd want to drink on a hot day after mowing the lawn. Just like a, American pale ale pretty much That reminds me The first time I was here Actually I, th- I came in With a friend Who's not a craft beer person And they said I want something like A Coors Light But not a Coors Light exactly. And this right. is what They recommended exactly. And yeah And well, he yeah. loved it And that's the thing Is that you get All those people That you know Either go on a brewery tour With you Or just come and hang out With you They're like oh, I'm not really A craft beer drinker You're getting less And that, less than that As you go on But yeah the, That is like The perfect beer To Yeah it's great I guess like Ease them into mm-hmm. Other it's easy things. to become a craft beer drinker, it's, it's, even if you don't think you are one. We call it the uh, <laughs> the gateway beer. Yeah, For, you know we've had people since we started, you know, since we opened, started on leisure, and now are bring are drinking our uh, barrel aged stouts. Yeah, right? and the, you know when they first came in, like, yeah. oh, what's your lightest beer? Just a way to ease exactly. in. Yeah, exactly. I like that. So this is a bit more of a traditional style in front of you there. It's nice. the Pipestone Porter. Pipestone. Okay. So we dubbed that one the name Pipestone due to we thought originally we'd be in Bent Harbor, yeah. and then the Stevensville oh. opera opportunity came about and uh just kind of a unique brand up there with the uh pipestone eagle as we call it but just kind of a robust porter um malty chocolatey lighter bodied um yeah it's not heavy at all and i'm not usually a big porter drinker but this is good for sure and what i love about the the, when you walk into the tap room is like you were saying that that it's kind of set back a little bit into the building um but once you walk in here i mean you got it's it's got that sort of like uh, recycled material kind of look with the you know like almost like old pallets that you turned into the walls and yeah you know, they call that rustic industrial or yeah, something rustic, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> postmodern uh, i don't know yeah. try not to go the route of like oh the copy and paste reclaim right. barn wood like right. a lot of places yeah. do but honestly we did tear down a barn and mm-hmm. we took the wood there so on it's that legit wall yeah and the steel that was on that wood um we actually poured the concrete in here ourselves built the nice. tables and the bar top um ourselves and ripped a lot of two by fours from home depot here in standham so we kind of definitely put some man hours into this place well, it's definitely very bright and there's a big focus on the outdoor space which so, is what i like about the way it mm-hmm. flows it's nice Thank you. yeah, yeah. We get some fire pits out there that we like to we don't get to hang out there enough because we're mm-hmm. usually working but yeah. uh, we always like to hang out near the fire whenever we can you know play some cornhole i think i've played cornhole once since we've been <laughs> i'd say it's just like you're around it too much so i'm desensitized to lawn games because <laughs> you guys have literally put blood sweat and tears into this place from you yeah. know from the ground up and not just uh finding a, you know finding a building mm-hmm. that's just a turnkey mm-hmm. you guys literally started it yourselves with mm-hmm. uh with everything but that's also a good thing because when you're laying out everything yeah you all get to figure it out yourselves and it's good when you have three guys making those decisions instead of maybe one guy and then a bunch of investors and things like that you guys are like this is what we're going to do and if one of you shoots it down then you gotta start yeah on it type of thing i would love to hear about dave's your your science background and how that i mean i think a lot of people think of beer as like a i don't know something that just kind of happens <laughs> or an, an art but like there it is science so i would love to hear more about that yeah absolutely i mean um to be honest beer is 
a living beverage when you really think about it and it has to be a blend of art and science so at least with my background I could kind of understand what's going on enough to say hey all right we want this flavor all right well I can backtrack and say we need to implement these changes Mm -hmm. that's where it becomes useful but the thing I've learned working with Chris and Justin is like the art side of it the the look the feel the texture I mean you can go textbook on something and it might not be the best thing you ever tasted but you have to put that heart and soul into it in addition to the science to really make it work so I mean there's a lot that goes into it but in the end we just want people to take a sip and then have a big old smile on their face and have a couple more all right (laughs) do you ever have some recipes that you guys come up with and then you're like this sounds really good on paper and then you go through all the whole process and you're like that tastes awful (laughs) uh there's definitely been some dumps uh (laughs) um, some drain pours and um you get right back on the horse and uh and try something else and we love to experiment i mean justin and i are always fiddling on our pilot system making five gallon batches and occasionally we'll throw one on for the people to try and say hey i'm not really sure what i think of this what do you guys want to drink which is cool because then we can use that immediate feedback to develop something new and different that's really fun to drink exactly um, and so, how did, you know, you guys started uh, as, as friends when you met each other all together. You started home brewing, um, but that's a lot of small batch type mm-hmm. stuff. How, what was it like to just go from home small brewing to like the larger scale that you have when you have a, a brewery like this? We've been really fortunate. You know, I'm I'm way out of the ops end, but I think one of the reasons why we were able to kind of scale up from a five gallon batch to a two hundred gallon batch is we were able to go to some of our friends because I'm sure you guys realize doing these interviews that the crapper community is very tight. Very tight, yeah. And And um, supportive, which is cool. So we've got a lot of close friends that allowed us to come in, you know, watch them, you know, brew with them, kind of get some pro tips from them. So, you know, one being Arclight Brewing Company in Waterville. um, Those guys have been friends from the start. Justin used to work there as well. That's where he got his start. So then, you know, I'd say that's one reason why. Yeah. What else do you guys think? Yeah, I, I agree definitely with you guys about the uh, the collaboration and the, the tight-knit community that is uh, all these different breweries. Because, yeah, I have seen, you know, the guys from Arclight will pop up on other people's either Facebook or Instagram. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're doing this collaboration here real quick just for, you know, almost just for fun. Almost like you're hanging out with your buddies and you're like, yeah. you know what we should do? We should just team up and brew some beer. Just like sitting around... <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then we play some foosball. So. And then you're exactly. like, what if we had a place we could do all that as a job? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So that's, that's definitely, um, you know, very, we're very thankful. You know, we kind of, the three of us put our heads together. We talk and decompress around a beer. And, you know, the brewing in, craft brewing industry is such a unique one because there really is another industry where you're such good friends with your competitors, your customers, right. and yeah. your suppliers. Exactly. So it's a very... Um, very easy job to wake up and look yourself in the mirror and be like, man, can't wait to go to work type thing. Exactly. That's really cool. Well, the beer I'm holding in my hand here is called Ghost Meal, and I would love to hear the story behind the name. Yes. (laughs) So this one was like piloted probably like the most. So way, way back in the day, uh, Justin and I were working on a new pale ale and Justin said, hey, why don't we just blend them all together and we'll put it in, you know, at different intervals. Mm -hmm. We can call our blend 
ghost hops. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's really cool. <laughs> say it like well, it looks kind of ghostly. It's and, pale. Yeah. Is that so, how you have to order it when you get it? It's just like, <laughs> ghost, ghost meal. <laughs> Pretty much. But then, yeah, because Justin was doing this hop farming thing, and, and we had picked stuff right off the fresh okay. you know, vine and all that. So the name really stuck over over time and it was something unique to us so we definitely wanted to to keep it around so it's, a pale, it's very smooth yeah it's one of our uh, mm-hmm. most popular pale ales and the funny part pegging off of dave's story is we actually submitted that to a homebrew competition yeah and usually the scoring is out of 40 and i think we got about a seven okay okay <laughs> on it so <laughs> seven, seven based bad. on the seven is really bad seven is yeah bad. it's like 15 is drinkable but that's not a dump out of the bucket kind of get it out of here kind of thing because i i like it yeah well, I like that's it what too. i'm saying we've gone through we've taken this beer back to the yeah. drawing board probably more than any other beer that we've done mm-hmm. uh-huh and then finally we honed it in to you what figured it out today. you got it to where it is now well and i guess yeah. that's a that's a how often does that happen too where you have something that's like is this a fail or how do you make that decision it's like a fail or back try again could be something things really it comes down to time because okay. time is our most valuable resource and if we could probably make anything work to be honest i mean squid ink pale ale could be done it's just how much <laughs> man hours do you want to commit to like figuring it out it could be done how many man hours do you want to commit to making people understand it too that's exactly. what, like squid yeah. ink. the nice part about having a team of three as well as uh you know just like a team in general is Chris will like it Dave will be like iffy and I'll be like well you know maybe something that's like worth pursuing but right two of us are like this this thing's got it you go. got a tiebreaker exactly yeah that's nice so it's nice yeah. having the power of three yeah what's the most outlandish beer you guys have made like let's just throw a pair of boots in there or something like that because I've seen I've seen Tobacco. everything Tim from uh, no. from beard hair to uh, you know uh, there was one I just beard read. hair beard. Uh, yeah the beard hair one and then it's disgusting uh, the, it there's, sound there was a baseball bat shavings oh we in, talked in about that one. yesterday we talked about that no, the other day sounds cancerous um, seems seems like a horrible idea <laughs> yeah, but what would you say is like your your like outlandish beard one one that kind of goes to my mind that you guys did was the Berliner Weiss with the raspberries and cherries. So it was unwashed raspberries and cherries. Okay. Not uncommon to do, but I just think it's a unique one of there was no yeast implemented other than the yeast that was on the fruit after oh. it was picked. So okay. it was, you throw the fruit in with the beer and then it automatically ferments. But mm-hmm. not, not super crazy, but um, that's one that comes to my mind. Is there an old boot beer that is in the works that's not going to happen? I mean, we're working on a, uh, we're working on a um, pipe tobacco porter right now. Oh. So okay. it's kind of still mm. in the early stages of a development, but... We always like to do some crazy stuff. I mean, there's definitely, I'm, I'm trying to think, but <clears throat> the seaweed goza was always one of my favorite yeah, ideas. That one's still like early stages too, but we'll see what happens. Tobacco sounds interesting, like grandpa's, grandpa's chair or something, you know? Papa's yeah. pipe. Yeah. That's what I want to call it. Now, you guys mentioned that you uh, you work with uh, closely with like the, some of the other competitors and some of the other guys in the beer community. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really call them competitors. Uh, like Arclight. Um, are you guys doing any other collaborations besides, say, Arclight? Or, uh, I, I thought I saw something yeah. about yep. wine that you guys yep. are working so on. So we too. actually just... Um, released our wine series that we're going to have and once we run Great. out of it we're out so we actually went over to um, Domain Barian okay. out in Baroda yeah. we blended our own wines together we have a dry red a dry white and a um, Riesling okay. so a semi-sweet Riesling and um, 
So we've got X amount of that wine for this summer. Once and when it's gone, out, it's just it's gone. It's gone. Yep. So okay. So we bought about 200, 250 gallons of each okay. um, variety, and um, we've got it on tap in a keg. Okay. So that's wow. kind of unique to us. Um, so yeah, we're really looking forward to getting into the wine. Just Is that kind of an experiment? Like if this does great and it's gone in a month, then next year you know... If it's gone, 400? Month, that's, that'd be fantastic. But yeah. we're just hoping it holds us through the summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's a cool idea. And then do you get to keep the barrels afterwards, and then maybe toss some beer in there and see what see what happens with that. Because that's uh, no, always a yeah. cool thing with with yep. barrel aging. Uh, you know, whether it's you know distilled spirits or with mm-hmm. wine, there's some real cool stuff. Like you said, Dave, with time, you could maybe make something pretty cool that you were like, oh man, if this thing's in here for six months, it's mm. going to sound, it's going to taste awesome. Yeah, we've we've thought about grabbing a few of their barrels, but the way it's kind of transferred in some shipping containers, it's, sure. it's not definitely um, necessarily the the wooden barrels. But um, but yeah, some other collaborations we're doing. We're actually doing a collaboration series called the World Brew Tour, oh. Volume One. So we selected <laughs> a unique bag of um, friends in the industry. And we pick five to start. We'll probably do volume two, do another five. Um, one being Arclight, another one being a good friends of ours, Final Gravity, yeah. um, Transient down in Bridgman, um, Brewery of Avant out of Grand Rapids, yep. and then Burnham Brewing in Michigan City. Wow. Some of my favorite places. Yeah, cool awesome. t-shirt, too. So, you guys oh have good gosh. merch here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. So. I think the, the, uh, the idea, with the, especially with all you guys' backgrounds of marketing, hospitality, mm-hmm. you guys have pretty much have all of the tools uh, to become, you know, something great because you've got, you know, your labels, mm-hmm. the way you thought of the place, but then t-shirts and yeah. names of beer are also big proponents of a, of a yeah. good craft brewery, and you guys are uh, doing pretty well for yourself right Thank now. Thank you. Um, we are talking with, uh, with the guys from... Uh, Watermark Brewing Company here in Stevensville, and it's all part of the uh, Meet the Makers podcast. So check out the uh, makerstrail.org to find your map and uh, plan your trip here to Watermark Brewing Company. But you know, one thing I noticed when I, I was walking around and checking things out, you guys, uh, you don't have a kitchen here. And no. I've noticed that in some, some places, they either go full on into whether it's, you know, some pub type food, some mm-hmm. pizzas, some sandwiches, or bringing in food trucks and that is something that you guys love to do right yeah it is so when we were kind of scratching our head you know planning this thing it was either open with food have a much larger staff or Mm. do what we do regarding beer we're passionate about the beer um and that's kind of the route we've gone you know there's a lot of great food trucks popping up in the area so we're kind of taking advantage of that you know it's awesome to see a lot of the other breweries that do have food the food does keep them there longer Mm -hmm. but we definitely want to be known for our beer first figure that out and then kind of grow into the food down the road well you get the variety too of bringing in different food trucks and i've i've said before that i almost feel like the the breweries that do add that variety of food trucks that is also in turn helping the food truck industry grow and experiment yeah. and, and do all their stuff so they can move around and they stay fresh and it's it's just a really cool it's a different experience every yeah. time you come and, and everyone can do what they're really passionate yeah. about which is cool it still builds that community kind of aspect of this whole idea people come people come in all the time and they post up have a retirement party birthday mm-hmm. party baby shower they hunker down on a 14 top table 
for like four hours and just mm. hang out you know yeah. they'll spread out go play bags it's just kind of that more like you said at the beginning going after that relaxing mm-hmm. vibe in here yeah um that kind of makes you want to stay and hang out versus if you were to be on the restaurant side you come in you eat your food you drink a beer or two beers and once your check's there it's yeah. kind of like okay like you get awkward it's oh, like yeah. oh, i need to leave now yeah, yeah so, I've had times where time I'm like, has yeah. come well, i yeah. was gonna get another beer yeah. but i guess i'm not gonna do that anymore yeah. Yeah. so yeah that is one barrier you don't have to cross now mm-hmm. and you just it's straight up beer for sure do you guys do have any special events planned coming up or yeah so yeah. we're actually taking part with the Humane Society in the village of Stevensville, um, right outside here on St. Joseph Avenue, is going to be the Village Charcuterie Fest. Oh my goodness, There's that sounds right up my alley. Eight awesome breweries, okay. Uh, eight, uh, eight awesome restaurants, mm-hmm. three wineries, and a cidery. It's going to be April 22nd from noon to four, and all nice. proceeds, everybody's donating their beer and things, and um, all proceeds are going to go to the Humane Society's new property there wow. in Barrett Springs. Okay, so that's cool. Really good. Yeah. And that's a, another thing about being part of the community and helping out uh, people and uh, just doing something great because, I mean, they've been trying to, uh, you know, build mm-hmm. that building, but also you're trying to build up the scene here mm-hmm. in yeah. the Stevensville Definitely. area of, of fun things to do, and... Uh, most people can't pronounce charcuterie festival. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's the, that's the biggest barrier. Meats like and cheeses are, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you like beer? Char, Do you like food? Char yeah. Chef. yeah. Every time I describe it to people, I was like, think about little bits of all kinds of really of good, all stuff, good stuff, and you put them all together, and that's charcuterie. And then you munch on them. It's yeah, it's a great way to explain it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All good things put together, um, and that's kind of what you guys got going here. So, what do you guys got planned for when you like, get to like a year? It's, we're actually going to have our leisure party. So as you can kind of see up on the board, we've got our leisure ale. Oh, okay. It's actually, that beer was an accident. <laughs> and then we had a few people come in and taste like, whoa, 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 you got a good thing going here. Yeah. So they're like, all right, well, we didn't have a brand. This was like a week before we opened. We're like, eh, you know, one of the first brews right. we've done on a new system. And I was like, all right, we're going to call this one Leisure Ale because you can just kind of drink a lot of it and hang out and be leisurely. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're going to get the Hawaiian shirts going, maybe a couple fire dancers, throw a couple fire nice. pedons up in the air, roast a pig, and call it a leisure party. It'll be our annual party. You guys opened in July of last year? Yep. Yeah. July 18th. Well, wow. have- Sign me up for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to bring a Hawaiian shirt? Is that a requirement? You should sell them at the door. Highly recommend it. We actually have our own back to the apparel. Yes. Embroidered watermark Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian shirt. Awesome. You just get like a hundred of those and let people buy the door. I may walk out with that today. I don't know. But... Uh, but you guys also, uh, where did the the watermark name come from? Because uh, I've seen like an old scuba helmet. I'm looking at Mm -hmm. one right now. I've seen a couple of them around here. Where did that whole thing come from? Yeah. So... Justin is in charge of the experience, the front okay, end the stuff, experience guy. the hospitality, you know, making awesome things look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Dave's in charge of the beer, and I'm in charge of Jedi mind tricking everyone. Nice. Or marketing. Jedi as I call marketing. It. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the watermark name, probably, that was probably one of the longest progressing things that took place um, for our business plan. Originally, we were Red Arrow Brewing Company. Okay. Okay. And we're like, oh, Red Arrow Brewing Company. Then we were like, oh, it's hard to kind of say, hey, I'm going to Red Arrow or whatever. And then we kind of noticed a trend in a lot of breweries. It's, you know, verb or adjective with a noun brewing company everywhere you go. Yeah. No knock on any of those, but... We wanted Two to just three one, syllables exactly. Thing too. So we wanted just one word, quick, snappy. We met on the water. We're next yeah. to the water. We camp out a lot at Warren Dunes. Okay. So that's how we kind of got to Watermark. And then um, one of my friends, Greg, he came in one night 
wrote the diver down on a napkin and was like, hey, this is a cool character. You guys should use it for your, your business. And we owe him some serious royalties. Right. Yes. So, That's awesome. But yeah. So he kind of, that was his brainchild and kind of went from there. I will say that just for having only been around nine months, it's kind of one of those almost like household names around here, which is interesting. It's just, cool. it's easy to remember. Yeah. And people just, just comes out. So yeah. One of yeah, my, having an easy name to say. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't call it charcuterie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. One of our, one of our favorite things is our customers will come in. They're just getting back from trips and spring break yeah. and they'll be like, not to pat myself on the back here, but they go, you guys did a great job marketing this place. Yeah. Right. Why is that? Well, we were down in Florida and there was a diver helmet or something. And my two-year-old daughter was pointing, or three-year-old daughter was pointing up at it saying, watermark, watermark. So I'm like, all right, cool. So then That's it's awesome. Like, that yeah. is cool. Get them when they're young, Full right? circle. So starting them yeah. young. Yeah. You know. So I've been asking some of the people that we've interviewed on the, this Maker Meet the Makers podcast of if you have any secrets that no one really knows about, the, whether it's, you know, when you guys started this thing or something you guys got in the works, uh, what kind of secrets you guys got for us? That's the tough part because we've always said transparency is key. And it's like we live. So you've already we told everybody everything. Yeah, we sit yeah. at the bar and we tell everybody our secrets. But, like, we live together. We're, we work together. We're pretty much with each other. Like, feels like weeks on end. Well, maybe something that hasn't been announced yet, but it's coming down the pike. Eh, no pressure, guys. Dave's having a baby. Oh. <laughs> um, trying to think here. Yeah, I'm at uh, eight months. <laughs> wow. Also, so just in time for the uh, the leisure ale party, yeah. you guys are going to have uh, you know a little toddler running around. Exactly. Uh, but one thing you guys did mention while you're thinking about mm-hmm. your secret is that you guys live together mm-hmm. and you work together. Mm-hmm. You started this business together. Do you guys ever get tired of each other? It's. We kind of understand, yes, in short term, yes, but we kind of understand each other. It's like we recharge our batteries a little bit differently, yeah. whether it's like, hey, Dave's going to go to the dunes, go for a hike, mm-hmm. go for a run for mm-hmm. a day, cool, but he's going to get his brewing done at the end of the day. Right. right. Well, um, the good part is you yeah. kind of, you're in the, within the business, you're in the, like the three different aspects yep. of it, so you're kind of checks and working in other yeah, sides of the building and, and yep. kind of hanging out, and then you guys, you guys literally live like... Yep, right next door. At the back. That's, so. that's pretty cool. And a, and a dog. Well, two dogs now. Now two dogs, <laughs> which we got some got puppy time. Got a puppy in a box Chris's over there. It's adorable. Yeah. Time. Yep. Um, so nice. Our two brothers trolling the dungeon. Yeah. And we were we were already coming up with some marketing ideas because you guys are talking about how well you're marketing this place is uh, some puppy time. Yep. Because, you know, just having free puppies or, you know, yep. punch card system with, with puppy time because who doesn't love puppies? Exactly. Right. Puppies, beer. And a little bit of food here and there every once in a while. That's, that's a great combination. Quality time. So last beer you guys have there oh, yeah. is King Prawn, which you kind of let the market dictate what your popular beers are, sure. essentially. Okay. Um, this is kind of a trendier East Coast, um, but we like it. Later edition beer. So you get more of the juiciness of the hop yeah. versus mm-hmm. the more bitterness. Yeah. And I, I would never ever really call myself a IP, it's an IPA, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't have called myself an IPA drinker, but this is really... It's yeah. smooth. It's not. The, it's hop forward, but not mm-hmm. like. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's appreciate it. That's yeah. It's exactly. not. It's not palate a palate killer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, cool. it's not a palate record. And that's kind of what we try to do on most of our beers. Is just like, hey, what can you drink two or three of? Or right. Just drinking one of. Right. From a business sense. Well, and like you guys are saying too, when you walked us through the the production uh, area, where you said you don't really want to do huge, you know 
tons of beer, you know, gallons upon gallons where you're distributing it all over the place. So you kind of want to stay uh, at this point in the in the time. Maybe down the road you'll do it, but you kind of want to stay in the small batch mm-hmm. type keep of area. Keep things more nimble. So you, yeah. you're, you're yeah. rotating different stuff and keeping things fresh, but you, you, know, you have your mainstays, but you want to keep things fresh and, like you said before, mm-hmm. experiment a little bit. A key success factor from, you know, people who have been in the industry a lot longer than us is, you know, it's hard to have blinders on in a market that's so transparent. Sure. But at the same time, it's like you got to take care of your local market, our local market being Stevensville, Berrien County area, before we try and go gangbusters and go across the whole state of Michigan or anything. So, like, it's important for us to capture that market, you know, have relationships with customers and, and kind of take care of this place before we're trying to be on every tap or every shelf across the state or across you know the region i guess you could say yeah exactly well can we like hang out with you guys more and <laughs> anytime we are usually located in here most okay. hours of the day because so. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm trying to get at least one or two breweries to uh let me like make my own beer and come there up with go. my own recipe That'd be cool. he's been kind of shameless about it yeah, really obviously but it's working okay. with one of you guys to help me through the, the process what would your beer be you know i don't know yet see how are you going to pitch it then that, yeah you got to come yeah, up with I your got, I got, elevator, I got pitch. elevator pitch you guys uh <laughs> but i'll to i'll to figure that out and I'll come back to you guys uh, next time I hang out here at Watermark and you should do the same thing you should plan your route uh, just by going to makerstrail.org and find them right here in Stevensville Watermark Brewing Company it was so nice to talk to you guys uh, Chris yeah. Justin and Dave from Watermark Brewing Company uh, big things happening in the future I already see it coming oh, so yeah. uh, thank you guys so thanks, much guys. for joining us for this thanks for having thanks. us thanks, thanks for, for coming, coming I guess and Meet the Makers is brought to you by the Makers Trail you can follow the Makers Trail at makerstrail.org taste their art along the trail and bring home your favorites and please remember to travel safely.